0: All right.
1: And welcome to Draw Lose or Draw for a special episode all about loans. Joining me to discuss thistles, lownies, some past, some present, are David Forrest. David, how are you?
2: Hello. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm currently isolating with COVID, so sitting in my bed all day, not getting dressed, watching uh, YouTube, um, and sleeping, not being at work. So living the dream.
1: Get well soon, Mark. I hope you're better than David does.
0: Yeah, I'm good spirits. One very happy Celtic support and da, so at least the mood is a consistently good one at Wallace Towers this evening.
1: Big team confirmed. Fuck I'm up. And rounding off our panel to do this tonight is Jamie McDonald. Jamie, how are you?
3: I'm good, especially after last night's one over here. Couldn't be better.
1: Yep, we will have an episode out where we're going to look back on both the Air and Queen of the South home games. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. What we're going to do tonight is look at some of the loanies we've had in fairly recent times. We've got a worst 11 of loans, we've got a best 11 of loans, and then we're just going to quickly round up our, our favourite loanies So we're going to start with the worst 11, and goalkeeper was probably the toughest position to come to, because when we are doing this, uh, Graeme Smith was the goalkeeper we're going to talk about before we realised, or before I realised, that he was actually an out-of-contract player when we signed him on a short-term deal. So the goalkeeper we are perhaps harshly going to talk about, and Mark, I'm going to come to you on this one, is Harry Stone, who we loaned in from Hearts for the first half of this season.
0: This, this is incredibly harsh. I feel really, I feel really sorry for him. Actually, when you're a young goalkeeper, you're it's all about learning, and people always say goalkeepers they peak when they're a lot older. You've got a young goalkeeper who's clearly talented, and Harry Stone coming in, Jamie Snedden. Obviously, still they're still quite young for a goalkeeper himself. It's you end up basically snake bit through no fault of his own <laughs> because Jamie Stedden goes on like two record breaking runs without conceding a goal in a year. It's just really, really unfortunate. You can tell we're scrambling here, but just really, really unfortunate, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think in a few years he's going to be one of those anomalies, but it's like. How did he not get in Thistle's team while he's doing something brilliant in his career? But I think he's in just off the back of that a growth game where he had two howlers. But yeah, as you say, a bit of a harsh one. I'm going to rush through tonight because we do have a lot of players to talk about. This worst 11 is in a four four two shape. So, Jamie, I'm going to come to you for the right back. The right back we with London from Celtic in 2020, and it's Leo Connor. Yeah, this one was kind of surprised how it turned
3: out because he came so highly rated, Leo Connor from Celtic. I remember, you know, certain fans talking him up a lot and, you know, he played for Man U, he did a senior cap for Republic of Ireland, which I think he had an assist on his debut for the Republic of Ireland and, you know, he just, he came so highly rated, so the fact that he was just, you know, I wouldn't say he was dreadful, but he just was so bang average compared to what he'd been talked up to be. I think he'd just been completely overhyped and that's why he's regarded as a real disappointment in signing and obviously he was part of that team who, you know, in general was very poor that season. So, I don't, he's not remembered great memories by Thistle fans. And as I said, I feel it's just over promising and under delivering. And the fact that he was so overhyped and he just did not perform to the level that anyone expected him to.
2: I was going to say, to tell you how hyped he was, um, my abiding memory of Leo with us is that it's actually nothing to do with Fistle, but I remember when I was unemployed for six months, I played FIFA um, and done a full 15 year career. Um, and got to the, got the Champions League final in my last game against AC Milan. And who was it right back? Leo Connor, who apparently was the greatest right back in the world, according to uh, FIFA 19. Um, he was in the Champions League final in year 15 of my FIFA career. And it was just like, like, it's just absolutely flabbergasted. He was so hyped up when he came to us. And yeah, again, like with, with FIFA ratings and stuff like that, he was seen as this wonder kid and then just done nothing with us.
1: He, did, he just looked lightweight and like he wasn't really ready for football at that level, which was, as you say, surprising given the pedigree he had when he came in. Anyway, David, I'll come back to you for the first of the centre-backs in this team. He was on loan from Rangers in 2020. It is our good friend Jet Fuel Can't Melt, Rhys Breen.
2: <laughs> Possibly my favourite episode title we've ever had to refer, but Rhys um, Breen was a bit of an odd one. Um, He... He, I felt he had a role. It's just a shame that his role was causing hassle for other players and basically stifling any sort of attack by hoofing it out into the stands. He's, in most of his appearances he'd done a lot of just clearing the ball and cutting off any momentum or whatever. I, I don't think he was especially great. I felt that he probably worked as a sort of, you chuck him on for 50 minutes just to piss everybody off and get balls cleared and stuff like that it's certainly not the worst centre-back I've ever seen at Thistle but not the greatest
1: my abiding memory and I'm sure lots of people's abiding memory Reese Breen will be that sliced own goal into uh, his own goal in the St Mirren cup tie in the 4-1 defeat at the start of last season and it never really got much better from there and I think it's it's the Dunfermline team he's struggling to get into at the moment so yeah another sort of underwhelming loanee from the old firm Jamie, I'll come back to you for the next centre back. We got him in 2018 from Dundee. It is Dan Jeffries.
3: I I think this one's a bit harsh. I don't think Dan Jeffries was terrible by any means. I feel we probably had worse on loan in our time than him. I just, he didn't really do much. I feel maybe that's why he's been included in here. I think he was injured when we signed him and then took ages for him to play and then he finally played in that 2 0 game that we won against Dunfermline and get a couple more appearances. played in that two each a game and I think the two one game we lost to Morton and then that one each game against Dundee United at uh Tanadice. But as I said, he didn't really make many appearances and he's quite a forgettable festival player. I feel he's one of the players that Jags fans, if you say that, like five years in the line, remember Dan Jeffries, everyone's black who some might not even remember him at this point, but he's the only Welsh player I've ever seen playing for us. So there's a little bit of festival trivia. That's why it remains in my uh my official international 11 so a little little bit of official trivia with
1: them i love it when we sign players and there's another couple in this countdown when it's almost as if they're a myth and we're asking for weeks and months do these do these people actually exist and then when we were all thrilled when we got to see dan jeffries and as you say clean sheet on the debut but then not a lot from there mark we'll come to you for the left back (laughs) we got him in from West Brom in 2018 and if it wasn't for a certain Jack Storer I imagine more would have been made of his Red card Cardinal Reserves games, do you want to talk a bit about Max Melbourne?
0: Yeah, Max Melbourne sounds like a... David will appreciate this, definitely absolutely does not sound like a footballer's name, rather belongs on the early 90s WWF, uh, Max Melbourne, not absolutely terrible but very very poor I remember his debut against Air at Somerset Park, and he was absolutely out of his—he was completely and utterly lost, and he got replaced by Fitzpatrick after an hour. When we only had like four subs because we'd made an absolute arse of recruitment after we'd been relegated, and like Barton and Keown had left, and it was just whole, the whole—the whole thing was definitely a—a a sign of things to come for the next two years um, not great at all uh, but did score uh, his first senior goal when he was at Thistle in a, a Challenge Cup tie against Jun Ra where he actually hoovered a goal off of Doolin right at the end and like that could have been Doolin on with the goal score as well if Doolin had got that he'd be clear in third all time for our goal for an our all time goal scorer and Max Melbourne ruined that, and for me, that's just simply unforgivable.
2: I mean, that's that's quite harsh.
0: I know we've said that about everyone here, but I think Max
2: Melbourne stole Crystal Dolan. <laughs> being first goal scorer is probably quite harsh, but absolutely justified.
1: David, will come to you for the first midfielder in this 4-4-2 team. It is a theme of the team, another underwhelming old firm. Loney, we signed him in 2020 from Rangers. It is Jamie Berjonas.
2: I am not joking when I say this. I genuinely think there was at least like four transfer windows where we were linked with Jamie Barjonas, And this every time the sun, it would always come up in the group chat, someone would screenshot the sun saying we're signing Jamie Barjonas from Rangers. For a solid four transfer windows, it was proper Mario Jardel going to Rangers like three times and then never showing up. Um, levels of just absurdity, and we just kept this rumor just kept happening. And um, yeah, and then and then he did turn up. And I was like, fucking hell, he's like he's actually real. Like again, like like the Dan Jeffries stuff, he's actually real. Like we've actually signed him. He isn't just like some hoax from like a you know a J- a japing Rangers fan. Um, I can't remember much of what he did. He was not very good. Um, he was the 1920 season, wasn't he? The the season that got called off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were pretty rotten for his whole tenure. Um, I don't think he helped with that in one bit. Um, but we'll always have the memories of the numerous transfer Windows when he was just always linked with us. That, that was the good times. And then we've ruined it by actually coming to us.
1: Why is it they say? The thrill is on the chase, never in the capture. So there you go. True for Jamie Berjonis. Jamie, we'll come to you with another man, myth and legend. It is Jason Banton, who we signed on loan from Crawley Town in 2017.
3: I'm still waiting for the mural to go up in the Jackie Osmond stand of Jason Banton. I'm very disappointed that after we came back from lockdown, it wasn't up yet. Uh, Jason Banton's obviously become a bit of a, oh, he's kind of, kind of a meme in the fan base. This guy that we signed and London Crawley, I think was it deadline day. I'm not 100% sure what uh, day it was, but in the transfer window, maybe late in the window, we hadn't signed a winger. We'd only signed Niall Keown on loan, who obviously did go on to be very good for us that season. And I think maybe Archie just panicked a bit. We need to sign an attacking player. Jason Banton must have. I don't know how he came to the tension that he became available. We brought him in, and then apparently he was injured, but then I heard that he wasn't injured. He ended up just playing with the reserves the entire time he was here. I think he was meant to be on a decent wage as well in his time here, but that could just be a lot of waffle. People might just be just saying that at the time. I'm really not sure. But this guy, we signed him, didn't play a single game, disappeared at the end of the season. I think he might be playing in the English non-leagues these days. I'm not 100% sure on what his career is up to nowadays, but as I said, he became a bit of a meme. Him and Meth Austin were the two. Signings that didn't really happen, although Mitch Austin did eventually play for the team, but Banton just signed, didn't play a single game, left, <laughs> and his impact will never be, never be rivaled. What a guy!
2: I would Agreed. love to have um, Jason Banton on and just ask him about his time in Glasgow. If he went to like, any good restaurants, or you know, if he went to like Kelvin Golf Museum or anything like that. Um, I mean I, that would be some laugh just asking what, di- what did you do when you were here like did you go did you did you train or like what What happened I think those are the sort of interviews I want now that we've got now we've had Marie Black we need to kind of go for the next Holy Grail which is Jason Banton
1: I think now we've done we've done Caldwell McCall Mary Black and some prominent ex-players I think it's it's ironic interviews but after now and while Mark is talking about the next player, I'm going to go and try and find Jason Banton, hunt him down, get him on. So Mark, string this out as long as possible. We signed him on loan. Th- uh, well, last year, this season from Rangers. There's a theme. It is Jake Hasty. Talk us through his thistle career. Shite.
0: Oh, you wanted more? Um, yeah, Jake Hasty. Um, six games this season. Played 114 total minutes. Never played more than 27 minutes in his entire time at the club. Not great. Like, and this is for a guy who, by the way, had a bit of maybe pedigree too strong a word, but like he he had been highly rated at Motherwell. He went on loan to Alloa and that Alloa team that was quite good for a part for a part time team that like, everybody seemed to think that they were. Unsinkable, and him, him and Zanatta particularly played quite well. The Jack H, they were decent players in a a team that were just geared to keeping their heads above water. He had a good turn at Aloha. he Went back to Motherwell, had a decent wee bit at Motherwell. Then he made that move to Rangers bizarrely, and it just was a total, a total nightmare. We talk about players maybe being badly advised or seeing their name in the lights or whatever. Not faulting him for showing ambition, but sometimes you have to think, like, is this a good move for me? And ultimately, it's proved uh, for Jake that it hasn't worked out for him. First, being loaned out here, where he was very underwhelming, uh, and now he's on loan at uh, Linfield in the Irish League, uh, which could be a chance for him to build his reputation back up a bit and get his confidence back because he's 23. Plenty of time to come back and make a decent career out of being a footballer. Not making it at Celtic or Rangers or whatever doesn't necessarily make you terrible. You just just need to find your niche, I suppose. But yeah, not very good for us at all.
1: Yeah, I think Hastie's in that O'Connor bracket where he just came in with so much hype and the fans were so excited when he came in and the complete lack of impact. And when you think about how our season's gone, when we've not really had a... A right midfielder nail that position down. He could have been the one, and he just couldn't do it. So, yeah, a big disappointment. Anyway, in the meantime, I have found Jason Banton on social media. And I've got to say a sparkling Twitter bio. How about this? Boy by birth, a man by age, but a gentleman by choice. So I have reached out to Jason Banton and sent him a message. So hopefully we'll have him on the pod very soon. Anyway, David, perhaps the most controversial pick in this 4-4-2 is our left midfielder. We signed him on loan in 2021 from East Kilbride. It is Chris Erskine.
2: One of the worst put arm kind on. <laughs> like, on paper, at the time, it felt like such a good signing. The Lowland League had been cancelled. There was players... The Lowland League has came so far in the last couple of years where you've got older players going down to that level to kind of get a couple more years out of themselves. The landscape has really changed now where when could cancelled teams were just picking off players. And we did it, you know, we got Andy Gagan and Stephen Bell. Um, I think we're both from Lowland teams uh, as well as Chris Erskine. And, and he coming in, fourth spell at the club, absolute club legend. And this is when we were sort of, you know, it wasn't out of our grasp yet, the league title, like a lot of people were doubting it and think we needed that spark, apart from me who predicted in December we would win the title of course but when Erskine came back everyone was like right, okay, he's going to, there could so many games it's going to come along, having him in there is going to be a fantastic sort of It'll be great around the dressing room, he can come on late in games, he can kind of do a wee bit of chaos seeing him, playing for the Jags, he's always talked so much about how much he loves Thistle and it felt like one of the most McCall moves and a really really smart one, and then he get injured in the second game, and that was him out the whole season. And it was it was one of the saddest moments I think of like my my time watching Thistle. is when he pulled up. And I think we were all watching it in a group chat or whatever, and y- you could kind of just feel that everyone's heart sank because they knew that's him done, and that that was how he went out. You know, it, it was a it was a chance to re to sort of give him the send-off even though the fans weren't there but can you imagine if Erskine was in that cut game coming on the last 10 minutes all the people up the canal that would have been a fantastic send-off for him and um, it somehow was worse than his last send-off when he just <laughs> told to fuck off by him on the training pitch that was it yeah um, n- not not great
1: Mark, I will come to you with the first striker in the team. Again, striker was quite a tough position to to choose. We've not had too many awful strikers, but we have gone from a man we had on loan in 2013 from Liverpool. It is Henrik McKendy.
0: Henrik McKendy. Oh, dearie, dearie me. You, you really, really are dealing with needle and haystack stuff when you're talking about young players. Uh, coming up from from England to play in Scotland, and like, especially like he, when you get younger players, you maybe see one or two of them, like through Football Manager or or FIFA or something. You're like, oh, he turns out to be quite good. Uh, Henrik McKendy, like I had genuinely never heard of him uh, as a guy. Like, and I'm someone who plays a lot of Football Manager, Even I was like, I do not know who this guy is. <laughs> he played one game. League Cup against Air United, he came on for twenty minutes, and that was it. The boy, like, it was it was just a totally baffling uh, signing. Like, I remember we played our broth in a friendly uh, in July, just about the week before the, yeah, the week before the season started, because I think we played the game in against the Cypriot team, then we played Dundee United in the league opener. But we played our broth and he came on and he was awful. Like even like I know you Fenleys and lower league teams and that but like he was atrocious. And it's like he is not gonna make it anywhere. And from looking at um from looking at him he's now retired. He's only twenty eight and he's retired. Uh, he last played for Atherton Collieries, which I think is in the tenth tier of English football. So, yeah, tough one on Henock there.
2: Do you think that maybe what we've done is that like when we sold Alan Hansen to Liverpool, they're like, right, we owe you one, and then like thirty odd years later, they're like, right, we're cut, right, we're really, we're really fucking stuck. Like, can, we need to call in a favour. Uh, can you send us like your your most Alan Hansen-like type player. Aye, no bother. We've got old Hennock on. you had the Hennock McKenzie. No, he's really lighting like he? up. I remember um, there being
0: a. Uh, I remember being informed there was a, an exchange of views regarding Hennock McKenzie's performance in the training park between him and Alan Archibald.
3: Like, I remember the only thing he did in that air game of note was his first touch was of his entire thistle career. Very long, long thistle career. Was being offside, and that's all I remember him doing. <laughs> wasn't
2: wasn't Archie? Is is like Archie's testimonial was against Liverpool? Do you think that was the like the other bargaining chip that
3: they but had? Part, part of me think,
0: like, Archie saw Okay, like, Nathan Eccleston remember, scored for Liverpool in that.
3: Fuck. He did, yeah. Do you do you remember Michael Engo at Hearts? Yeah. He he went on loan there from Liverpool in the same year, and I think that Archie's just gone like Liverpool striker available. He's just gonna be like Mike Lingoo, gets a couple of goals. He was offside against Air once. That was it.
1: I think um, it's, it's just Lingue. the name of Liverpool, isn't it? If you get a striker from Liverpool and loan your pro yeah, automatically your ears Yeah, cup. exactly. But,
3: uh, that's what I mean. Uh, I, I just think just saw Liverpool, Mike Lingo did well. We got a Liverpool striker and did not replicate it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Jamie, we'll come to you with the player eleven and the the worst 11 of loanies, and it is a player that we actually made permanent after a, an underwhelming loan spell, that is Lewis Mansell.
3: Lewis Mansell loved an assist during that loan spell. Uh, he did notch one goal on the final day in that, uh, that 3-0 game at Queen of the South. Uh, he got an assist against Dundee United, he got an assist away to Falkirk. I think he might have got one more. It was, oh, it was away to Aloua, and he nodded them for Scott McDonald. But yeah, he did pop up for a couple of important assists for us that season, to be fair to him, and actually did get an important goal as well. But overall, you could tell he just, he didn't really, didn't really cut it at this level, to be honest. And then when he made it permanent, he had very, very little impact. And he scored that goal away to Dundee, and he scored the Challenge Cup actually away to Rafe. I think he was meant to head out and loan to Rafe from us. Don't know why that collapsed, never ended up happening. And the, the thing that he's best remembered for is the fact that Thistle fans completely hijacked the team of the year vote and managed to get him in over, was it Kevin Nisbet that didn't get into the team? Because Thistle fans spent like all night including myself, refreshing the page, voting Lewis Mansell and getting him 50% of the Lawrence entire Shanklin, vote. Shanklin,
0: I
2: think it was. I it was, it was Shanklin. I beat Shanklin to like player
3: <laughs> of the year. It's even worse because Shanklin had like almost a goal to game ratio, I think. So Lewis Mansell, you know, the streets will never forget.
0: Shout out to his dad. As I, well. I wish they would. <laughs> I
2: think I think the most damning thing about Lewis Mansell is that after, obviously, like with his dad saving Arnie's life at the game, we spoke to Arnie afterwards about it, and he says I felt bad because until that moment, every game I'd been booing him mercilessly, and then his dad saved my life, and I felt really bad. And
1: <laughs> um, before we move on to our, our best eleven. We'll give some, some honourable mentions of players that just, just missed out on both teams. So for the, the worst eleven, I think Aidan Nesbitt was close to making it. Um I think Darren Cole was a suggestion from a listener considered, but just didn't fit in with the, the formation. There was a lot of defenders to choose from. Honourable mentions for the, the best eleven. There was surprisingly more uh, nominations for the best eleven, a few close ones, Jackie McNamara. Very close to making it. Didn't fit in with the 3-4-3 formation we ended up going with. Similar to Jordan Turnbull. Tough competition at the back. We also had listener suggestions for Colin West and a couple, uh, uh, Peter Lindau as well, who missed out because his best football on track shot was when he was permanent. So we will move on now to the, the best lone 11. And there's a, a lot of good players. I think this would actually be a really good, fun Thistle team to watch. We've gone with 3, four, three formation. And in goals, David, I'll come to you to talk about the goalkeeper. He was on loan last season from Rangers. It is Kieran Wright. I mean, I mean, can we just talk about how, like, fucking
2: mental it is that we had, to, like, until this season, we are, like, top three clean sheet record holders were two people from the same season f- from last season. Like, I, I really like Kieran Wright. It was, it was, at, at times it did feel like a dog fight where it's it's kind of the dream scenario if if you're a manager and that like you have you have two equally talented goalkeepers who are making you know, making cases to be the number one. It was it was very much a fight for the for the shirt, but I mean we had Keaton Wright on and talked about how him and Jamie got really on really well and it wasn't really a sort of a bitter thing or whatever. They they wanted to see each other get better and they just seemed to have a, a quite nice relationship and yeah, Keaton Wright I really enjoyed him um, in a fissile shot. He he was, you know, a really, really good goalkeeper. Again, five queen sheets in a row in the same season as Jamie's. Uh, five queen sheets in a row. I think you can't underestimate just how much them key, both Kieran and Jamie, how much of an effect they had on us winning the title. Because it was literally a case of, you'd have, you know, at the start of the season, you're like, we'll give them two each. There were two games each in the League Cup, and then whoever makes a case would start from there. And then it would be one game, and then, um, you know, J- uh, Kieran was away on Scotland duty, so Jamie stepped in, and then Jamie got injured, so Kieran stepped in, and then Kieran got injured, so Jamie stepped in. And, you know, when we got to the end of the season, and you were having to switch players about all the time and stuff like that, there was no drop. There was there was no noticeable detriment to having one or the other in there they were both equally as good at each other and I mean Keenan Wright, I mean the save against Deirdre, arguably one of the most pivotal saves you'll ever see from a fissile keeper Like it literally was I think many would argue the save that, that won is the title because if that had went in, we don't win that game we don't, we don't go on in a run we don't win the title and yeah, I absolutely loved him and you know personally as well i used to work with somebody who's like best friends with his dad and he's i would always get messages from my friend at work asking how kieran was doing and stuff like that and get reminding me to vote for him for player of the month every season and stuff like that so yeah but no great guy great keeper
1: definitely a great guy another one we had on the podcast if you go back uh about nine months now you'll find an interview with kieran right a very humble guy Great goalkeeper as well, as he said, and a crucial save, double save at Airdrie to keep us in that game, which was so crucial, as David said. Um, We have a back three, which I think is a formidable back three if we keep it on the the form of when we were on loan alone. Before we get into the back three, one more uh, honourable mention for Adam Devine. Never appeared for Thistle, but his loan was terminated early to accommodate Scott Tiffany's loan signing. So what a sacrifice from him. Well done, Adam Devine. Gone but not forgotten. So the first centre back we've got, Jamie, he was on loan from St Johnson in 2019. as Steven Anderson.
3: I mean, Anderson came into a very shaky defence, but you know, he was that kind of experienced head that we lacked, that voice on the pitch and did really help shore up that shaky, leaky defence that we had that season. And I think that without him, we could have possibly gone down. He was, I know Scott McDonald was obviously, he is the big one, but Sani Ando and Cardo as well. Those three signings. McMillan as well. We did actually send quite a few good players that window, but Handel really did come in and shoot us up at the back and he got a couple of goals up the other end as well. He scored away at Morton, scored away at Inverness and got the winner to get us through to the next round of the cup against these five. So he liked, uh, he liked to goal in the opposition box and he was good in the air. He was good at making standing tackles and blocks. He was just that experienced defender and I'm always surprised we didn't go back in from uh, the next season I wouldn't have minded seeing him come back for at least an, you know one more year possibly but ended up going to Wraith and now I think he might is he still at four for these days. I'm not hundred percent sure but he was he was a very good defender and I like I liked, I liked Ando on the team.
1: So it was, it was good having him in there. I agree. He was it was he came in a time where we were very short on a good centre back so it was refreshing to see a guy that could win headers and refreshing to see a guy that was a threat in the opponent's box as well. Our next centre back, Marco, comes to you on this player who is in for his loan spell alone. If it was his entire of career, he would not be near the team. But in his loan spell from Reading in 2017, he was very impressive. It is Niall Keown. Good defending is apparently uh, in Niall's genes. His, his dad,
0: I remember his dad being a brilliant footballer. And Jesus, that ages me terribly. But uh, Niall. On when he was on loan in that sort of three-man defence with uh, Lindsay and with Danny Devine, didn't it shouldn't have worked, but my God, it did. Like Niles uh, in his league career, he made 14, he made 14 appearances on loan in that season, and he played every minute of every game apart from th- uh, three uh, when he was on the bench. He kept a clean sheet in his debut. Uh, away to Inverness in a goalless draw. We followed that up. He played in the 1 0 defeats at Johnston. He didn't play in the next two games, and then we kept uh, two clean sheets in a row after that away to Dundee and uh, home to Hearts. It was only until the sort of post split when we lost 5 0 to Celtic, 6 0 to Aberdeen like that we really started really leaking goals when he was in the defence, and even then, that Aberdeen game was when we were properly low on numbers because everybody was fucked. But, like, the most goals we conceded in um, his loan spell, where he played in, like, games that were consequential, if you will, was uh, two, and that was at Tynecastle, in a game that we led twice in just after we finished in the top six. So, like, he was very, very good at um, his spell he's on loan and he was rather a bit unjustly handled in his way out of the club as well, which is a bit unfortunate. I believe Niles still not actually uh, played for a club since leaving us permanently, although he did feature for St Johnston while on loan there. But, like, since then, he's without a club. Uh, I don't know if
1: he's retired or not. Unjustly handled was very diplomatic from you Um Do you remember that transfer window where Saint Johnston signed Niall Keown and Cami Bell on loan from us in this like the same the same dunt. What what had they been possibly watching? But uh, I, I like Niall Keown T- in that back three next to Liam Lindsay he was brilliant, and I think we we spent a fair bit of money on him to get him in on a permanent from Reading on a two-year deal. It's a shame how it worked out, isn't it? Do you think that, like,
2: see when they were on the phone I was negotiating that, like, um, Jerry Britton had to tell everybody to stop sniggering in the background like a prank call to like, a pizza shop or something <laughs> like that? Why, not Camille Bell and Niall Keel?
1: <laughs> and we got Stephen Anderson out of that as well. It was the same... It was, like, the same loan swap or whatever. <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. Anyway, next up. Easy selection. First name in the team sheet. He's actually two loan spells at the Jags. He's currently on loan from Rangers. Jamie... Louis Mayo. Miel. Uh Mayo's been fantastic for us. Obviously he signed originally in that January twenty twenty window.
3: We barely got to see him because he was injured when we signed him. You know, we've got a habit of doing that for some reason, signing players while they're injured, but when he came into the team you could see why he was at a club, you know, like Rangers because he's fantastic on the ball. He still is to this day. He's really good with the ball at his feet. He's good in the air. He's just he just looked like a very complete defender for his age. I think he was nineteen when we signed him, possibly eighteen. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure, he might be eighteen or nineteen, but um yeah, he just he just looked fantastic when he was at us originally and we were people were hoping would he come down would he drop down to League One with us. Obviously not everyone thought it was going to happen because what range would maybe want to test him at a higher level but we kept him in the championship with them firmly and then we've managed to go on for this summer. I didn't think we'd be able to get him back. I thought they'd maybe want to send him to England or send him to one of the uh, bottom six premiership teams but you know, McCall obviously does seem to have quite good relations with some people at Rangers, I and mean, we managed to get him back again, and he's been absolutely outstanding in that uh, centre-back pairing and with Akinola. The pair of them have been fantastic this season. And, you know, Mayo's that kind of player, like we mentioned earlier, with Harry Stone, you might look at him in the future and go, like, how do you know get game time for Thistle? But you look at uh, Lewis Mayo and we're like, we can see why he did get game time for Thistle. It's going to be great one day. You know, I think he'll probably be the player who plays for Scotland in this team right now. At some point, and we can look at him in the future and be like, he played for Thistle. And he helped us. Hopefully, we could say he helped us to promotion because if we did get promoted, you never know. Maybe we would be able to get him back for another season on loan if we were to go up because he could get tested at a higher level. But I'd, I'd love that to be the case as a dream scenario. But got to enjoy him what we have and he has been fantastic. And in that centre back pair of all is one of the best centre-back pairings we have, we've had probably since the Niall Keel and Liam Lindsay one that was mentioned earlier in the top six season.
1: Going to power through, we've got a lot of names and then a couple of questions at the end to get through. So we've got a midfield four. Mark, come to you on this one. We signed him on loan from Livingston in 2005. Graham Dorrance, take it away.
0: Uh, Graham Dorrance's time at Thistle was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, when, And I don't think it's any surprise to any Thistle fan who remembers uh, Dorrance's time at Fir Hill. See him go on to have such a brilliant career at the English Premier League for Scotland and uh, obviously coming back to to Rangers, where he famously obviously stopped us from beating them in that absolutely topsy turvy game at Forhill Hill, where uh, Erskine gets sent off for um, robustly challenging Morelos.
1: So, yeah, Donna's a diplomacy he, hot streak tonight, man.
0: Well, he made five. He made 15 appearances, scored five goals, including uh, playing a role in a memorable comeback against Gretna when, at a time when Gretna had us by the balls, pretty much every single time we played them. When we played them in uh, the second uh, Division Two, as it was then, but now Week One, and uh, also in the Division One the year after. Um, but a young, he was a young, exciting winger then, and he's gone on to be. He went on to be a very classy attacking midfielder in the Premier League for multiple clubs, and uh, indeed in uh, Europe for Rangers as well. So definitely one to look back on with, with fondness, I would say, uh, Graham Dorens.
1: Absolutely. And next, Jamie will come to you. He was on loan in 2019-20 season from Brentford, and a player that we seem to have been linked with ever since it is Reece Cole.
3: Yeah, I, I liked Drews Cole when he was in the team. Obviously, he was in a you know, it was a very poor team, especially in the first half of that season that he was in. And He was probably the standout in a bad team. I don't know if that's the team made him look better or he just looked, if you know what I mean, he was just a good player. But he, one thing we can say he was good at, he was good technically. You know, a dead ball situation, quite a decent delivery from a corner, a good free kick on him, good long shot on him. Maybe he wasn't the best player for a relegation fight for like tough tackling, you know, winning all those 50/50s. But he, yeah, he was. I feel he'd be a decent squad player in that team right now. But I don't I don't want to sound, you know, condescending or anything about him. Like you know, that kind of compliment or anything. But I just don't think he's would fit into this current team. But I, I did enjoy watching him when he was at the club. I know a, a lot of people seem to, you know, dislike him these days, or and I, some younger fans seem to really idolize the guy, but. I did think he was quite a decent player for us, but I don't think he'll ever come back. I can't see that move ever going through. He doesn't seem to have got much game time with Dunfermline. I think he's played like three, four league games all season for them. And they're struggling as well. But I think he did play the other day, actually. So maybe he's pushing his way back into the squad. But I thought he was a good player in what was a largely, largely dreadful season.
1: I'm, I'm with you as well. He definitely did stand out and I think that's probably why we remember him so fondly because he was really the only one that was delivering anything special for about a six-month period. But I think McCall never really seemed to fancy him once McCall got his own his own bodies in it. And I think McCall probably did have the chance to re-sign him. Um, so I think that's probably, probably dead, a permanent move coming back. But um, as you say, yeah, struggling to get into the Dunfermline team now. So yeah. Not really kicked on from his loan spell at us. David, I will come to you for the left winger in this team. He was on loan in 2021 from Livingston and went on to make a permanent move to the Jags. It is our current number seven, Scott Tiffany.
2: I don't think anybody could have predicted the sort of impact that he had for us. Like He, was, he still is. Like, let's be honest, he still is. Even though he's a permanent guy now, he was... Unbelievable for us, and watching him during those like sort of last five six weeks on our way to the title, watching him every week, and watching him now. To be fair, it, it, it's just mesmerising. And again, like he wasn't lighting the place up at like Livingston or anything. Like that. He'd had a couple of loan spells elsewhere and stuff like that, but not really to the, the degree that he'd had that he had with us. It's just an unbelievable signing the the last piece of the puzzle that we needed to basically take us to the title and yeah I, I absolutely adored him and naturally the first thing everyone wanted when we won the title was get Scott Tiffany in a permanent he's become such a focal point of this team now and I, again like we just need to cherish him while we have him because he's incredible um and, and that loading spell it was just so much fun watching him and that sort of Short period, just, just yeah, just absolutely tear teams apart. Yeah, he was he was fantastic.
1: Absolutely, even on his quiet days, he's still a player that gets you off, off your seat, and that's that's what you pay the money for at the end of the day. Mark, we'll come to you for the other winger in the side, and as David Forrest gagged before the podcast, this could be his testimonial with him being in both 11s as Chris Erskine for his 2014 loan spell from Dundee United.
0: I remember uh, when we first, when the first the news actually broke, that uh, Squiddy and uh, Paul Payton were going to Dundee United. It was broken on the uh, sports sound before we played Morton in that that absolutely huge midweek game after we lost the Challenge Cup final. He went on to Dundee United. Didn't have the best of the season, so he ended up back on loan at Fur Hill barely a year later, if that. His second spell at Firhill was, I was quite, I quite enjoyed this. I hadn't really gone backwards. He didn't, hadn't declined at all, even like for the short time away. Sometimes you get players, you bring them back for a second spell, and they're not what you remember. But it was everything at Squiddy at that time was just everything that we had in met He scored his first goal um, away to Motherwell uh, in a four-three defeat. The, that was a proper. I, t- I mentioned the, the game with uh, Rangers for when I talked about Graham Dorans. Being a topsy-turvy game, this game was something else. We came from, I think we were 2-1 down, 3-2 up. And then my scored twice in the last five minutes to win 4-3. Higginbotham was flying. Squiddy scored a lovely goal in this. And he also, his second goal that season, a very lovely goal against Hibbs, like Classy move and then typically emphatic. Squiddy finish into the top corner Just brilliant Uh, He also had one assist that season Which was for uh, Callum Higginbotham uh, Against Kelly in a game that we came from behind To win That was massive in us staying up that season He was fouled and won the free kick that Higgy scored Just Didn't lose a step at all And then obviously the third spell When he came back on a permanent after leaving Dundee United It was genuinely Like he hadn't been away at all
1: This is a very Kevin Keegan-looking team with three out-and-out strikers playing in front of Erskine and Tiffany in midfield. So Jamie, I'll come to you with the first one. And this was another popular fan suggestion. We had him twice on loan in 2014 and 15 from Sheffield United and Scunthorpe. It's Lyle Taylor. Yeah, Lyle Taylor was a great player for us. Especially in his first
3: loan spell, his goals were a big reason we stayed up that season. I feel the whole time Doolan was there, Archie was always trying to bring in a player, not 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 to replace him, but to, you know replicate his goals and probably take some of the heat off Doolan from constantly carrying the weight of top scorer on his back all the time. And he did that with Lyle Taylor. I think that's the only striker that really came in to replicate those those goal scoring form. Lyle Taylor came in and did very very well. He had a fantastic start. I mean. In his second game, he scored the away to Hearts, and then in his third game, he got a double home to Ross County, and he got a lot of other important goals, you know, including some big, big ones like the double against Aberdeen, and you know the one, the one away to Hearts, in the 4-2 game that night at Tynecastle that you know no festival fans ever going to forget. So he scored some very, very important goals in that spell, and then he came back. You know, there was a lot of talk about us getting him in the summer actually of 2014, but I think, I think apparently we were very close to getting him back. I'm not 100% sure when the move broke down. We ended up picking Scunthorpe instead, and I don't think he got a huge amount of game time there. So we went back in from going a second loan spell, and yeah, he was he did, obviously wasn't as prolific in his second loan spell. Did score in his second debut in the cup against Inverness, uh, but he did get two very very important goals in a two-0 home win against Mallowwell, Uh Both of which were apparently offside. I think my memory serves me right according to Sports Scene, but two very important goals nonetheless. And that was a big reason why we stayed up that season. And I think his other one came in a 3-1 defeat to Ross Kerry that didn't mean too much. But again, he was, he was a very good player for us. And it was always one that I feel kind of slipped through our fingers getting him on a permanent deal because obviously he's gone on to do pretty well for his career. He's peaked at the kind of tail end of his career, which isn't overly common, but he's doing well now. He's a regular in the English Championship. He's at Nottingham Forest and still scores a lot of goals uh, down there. So yeah, he was a, he was a very good player for us, Lyle Taylor.
1: Yep, a great goal scorer, but unfortunately votes Tory. So you know, swings and roundabouts. David, I'll come to you for the next striker. He was on loan from Ross County for the 12-13 season. It's Stephen Craig.
2: Stephen Craig was an interesting one. Um, I mean, his dad played for Thistle as well. He played 140 odd games for Thistle, and so obviously, you know, he had a background with the club already before he even played with. Us, and yeah, he was he was a, he was a part of the Ross County squad that had won. Uh, the league title the year before and then came to us he's interesting in fact he he won two successive um division one uh winners medals because for his contributions with us and uh, with Ross County but yeah I mean like you had you had a a a a very good goal return for someone who was on loan to ourselves in sort of a sort of a six-month period he went back to Ross County and they recalled him, but it just didn't work out. We signed him in a permanent afterwards, but he, he never kind of replicated that form that he did when he was with us on loan. But I mean, certainly, yeah, he played a pivotal part at the start of the season in terms of building that challenge for the title. And yeah, you know, a great player.
1: Mark, I'll come to you for the last loanee of this Best eleven. He was on loan from Hibernian. He scored one of the most... Famous goals in recent time for the Jags, it is Damon Gray.
0: Yeah, you get lone sometimes, and we all, have, as you can tell, we've made two 11s one very good, one very bad. But Damon Gray, um, although he only scored, uh, I think it was four goals in his entire time, it, he scored seven goals in 24 games for Thistle across a loan spell and then a permanent move. This spell, though, like. You talk about the one goal he scored, and we'll come to that in a minute. You first noticed that he was going to be something pretty good when his first two goals for the club were two absolutely brilliant finishes and a 4-1 win at Broadwood against Clyde. It would fail behind early uh, before he got the equaliser. Mark Roberts, Scott Chaplin uh, added, and then he rounded it off towards the end. And he followed that up with a, a goal against Livingston in a two-one and a two-one win not long after that. But the main goal that we're here to talk about is, of course, um, his goal against Rangers in the Scottish Cup quarter-final. I remember coming into that game thinking we can we, we can we can have a go at them because they were in the midst of like they were in four four competitions. You always think when you when you get a team who are spread across all of those and they're going far in all of them. Like, you like think maybe maybe we can maybe we can really give them a go here and against them like we held our own very well. Uh, I Brooks for the first let's like, sixty 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 five minutes and then Simon Donnelly gets the ball sort of middle of the park. He feeds it into Gary Harkins. He, Gary Harkins gets by a couple of players. This is just as Gary Harkins is starting to turn into the born entertainer that we all know and love. Gary Harkins to be in any. Plays a ball out of the channel for Damon Gray, and he dinks it over Alan McGregor and I genuinely went down three rows. I I, I was in the broomloan in front uh, for that game with over three thousand fans and I just remember getting just pushed down. I went flying and I was I, I, I was on top of like somebody's family with three rows down and then by the time I get back up and sat <laughs> by the time I get back up on my feet, Chris, Boyd did he for Rangers. It was oh it was bedlam. It was genuinely it was. But it was like on top of that, like taking the lead, at Ibrox was seen on the scoreboard and all that. It was it was actually a very fucking good move and a very good goal. It's just unbelievable feeling, really.
1: Absolutely, well worthy of his place in that eleven. Just before we move on to the last couple of questions, I will quickly recap both 11s and you can let us know if you agree with them. So the worst eleven we have: Harry Stone goal, Leo Connor. Reese Breen, Dan Jeffries, Max Melbourne, Jamie Barjonas, Jason Banton, Jake Hasty, Chris Erskine, Lewis Mansell and Hennick Mukundi. Our best 11 was Kieran Wright in goal, Stephen Anderson, Niall Keown, Lewis Mayo, Graham Dorans, Reese Cole, Chris Erskine, Scott Tiffany, Lyle Taylor, Damon Gray and Stephen Craig. So we hope you agree with our best and worst 11s there couple of questions to finish up. I'm just going to come round you all and ask you very quickly. I'm, I'm hoping it will be one of the players in the best eleven. Uh, if not, we've, we've, a, we've got a huge problem. But who is your favourite of our loney? David, I'll start with you on that one.
2: It's a dead heat for me between Scott Tiffany and Henrik McKendy, to be honest. I just can't split the two.
0: <laughs> Mark? My favourite loney, Oh, probably Tiffany. I think... Tiffany, I, I made the point the other day what, uh, during the Airdrie game. He's just—he's just a—he's just, just a fucking joy to watch. Like, he, he doesn't always get the right side of the man all the time, but like every time he drives with the ball, you're like, "Oh fuck, something might happen." And like, we've not had many players like that in a long—in a long time. It's been a wee bit of a tough time for us the last few years and now we're finally getting back to something resembling like a proper swashbuckling, entertaining club. with uh, way exciting players. So, yeah, it's got to be Tiffany for me.
1: Jamie, are you going to go three out of three for Tiffany? I'll make
3: it a hat-trick, Scott Tiffany. But I've got to get a few honourable mentions that I don't think were mentions. Osman Kakai, loved him when he was on loan. Jack McMillan, thought he was always an underrated player and... Callum Booth was good when he was on loan as well, so there's
1: a wee hat jack of honourable mentions as well. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll go full house for Tiffany as well. I'm I'm no way suggesting that the rest of the team is at the ability of like schoolboys, because at the moment I, I do very much enjoy watching the team. But it's that sort of thing when you watch like kids' football and it's just pass the ball to the best player and something will happen. And it's very much at the moment pass it to Tiffany and something will happen because he's he's so dangerous you can see teams have been saying it all season double, triple markham and he still, even the other night, beat two players with with one touch. We've seen it at Hamilton now that he can dance away. I was yeah. just
0: about to say the magic Hamilton goal. game where he said the the th- was it three of them for their dinner? Yeah, magic. Uh to set up to set up the goal. I think it was the goal we scored. Like you just went by them like they weren't there and one of them was that Million pound boy from Wolves, who's now at Scunthorpe on loan. It's like he he absolutely like he actually sent the boy. He actually sent the boy to fucking Scunthorpe. Was, what a what a move.
1: That is a that's a tough sentence that being sent to Scunthorpe. Anyway, I'm going to come round last question and ask you all. And if if it's if it's a a realistic loan, fair enough. But we're really looking for, for dream a dream loanee here. And I want a story behind it. Who is your dream loanee for a future transfer window? And what has happened that this man has come to Thistle on loan? So, David, again, I'll start with you on that one.
2: I mean, I, I was going to say, if we're looking at realistic, but let's be honest, it's probably never fucking coming. If, if I had to pick a sort of going down the old firm loanee route, Karamoko Dembele. Get him in. You, I think you'd be great, especially with Ian McCall. I think Ian McCall would be so beneficial to him um, if you had him in. I think you'd be fantastic as a jack. Um, if we're going, sky's the limit. Um, I, I'd probably... Uh, uh, I don't know. Um... Aaron Lea Aseka a seca scored about 420 goals for me in my KV Mechelen team in FIFA. Absolute legend. I take a bullet for him. He is my doing. He was always there when I needed a goal. Didn't matter who it was against, what game, what cup, did not matter. If you put on Lea Seca, you'd get the goal that you needed. And I think him coming to Thistle, I mean, it's Glasgow, it's a cosmopolitan city, putting on the red and yellow. Maybe not for Mecklen, um, but for Thistle. He's just the greatest and I, I, it's just my the best striker that I've never seen play, and I want him at how by hook or by crook. Jamie, you know I
3: mean? Callum Higginbotham. We had some sort of injury crisis with no wingers left. We have to get Higgy on loan. and I just I'd love to see him in a festival shot again. It's never going to happen. I mean, last season when we were in League One was the last chance of getting him back. But anything to see Higgy back at Fesal.
2: I'm genuinely stunned you didn't see Tony Andrew there. Genuinely, <laughs> mate, mate, joke,
3: you're, 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 this Tony Andrew pattern, man, it's getting pedalled out too often. <laughs> it's over, it's dead in the water. Tony Andrew's, he's a distant memory. Higgy h- every time.
1: Mark, who are you want an on loan? Well, it
0: would be maybe it would be frowned upon given that he has actually just signed for the club. Uh, that he's uh, he's just made the move, and that is uh, Rio Griffiths. Notice Rio Griffiths. Uh, former Spurs striker, uh, my absolute heart and soul uh, for my thistle team and football manager 2021. Uh I signed him on a free from Lyon and he turned into a world beater, got me the Scott he scored twice in the Scottish Cup final against Rangers. Um I don't care if he if I don't care if we signed him on loan, he scores one goal in twenty games and we're shit. I just want that man. I just want to manifest that personal moment of of glory for myself in that loan.
2: You'd have to sponsor his shot, wouldn't you? Oh You'd
1: no. we'd have to. Oh absolutely <laughs> I think if, if we're sponsoring shots, I'd go for Will Yaskalinen, uh, son of UC. I think I think UC's gone now. He's like forty seven. My dream of UC playing at for Hill's gone, but but his son, at the he's in the peak of his career now, he's mid to late twenties. We could get him on loan. Uh, again, injury crisis. we recruit him in. UC comes to for Hill, we get UC on draw, lose or draw. I retire into into the sunset. That's me fulfilled all my goals. So while we ask a line in on loan, please. Jamie, Mark, David, thank you very much for joining me for this special episode. As I said at the top, we will be back early next week to look back on the home games against Ayr and Queen of the South. In the meantime, stay safe.